Hi, this is Chris. And this is Almy. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Almy is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, November 6th, and this is for November 6th through November 12th. The moon is in Aries this weekend, and Aries is, of course, ruled by the planet Mars. So if you have been feeling this Mars retrograde quite strongly over the past week, if you've had trouble getting motivated, if your focus hasn't been there, if you've been feeling tired and sluggish, this Aries moon might give you an adrenaline shot and help counteract the Mars retrograde we've been slogging through. That would be great. Yeah, I've been feeling it. Yeah, uh, me too. Definitely. Uh, we also haven't had any planets in fire signs of late, mm. so this Aries moon can be welcoming in that regard as well. Fire energy tends to give us inspiration, motivation, a boost of self-confidence. It tends to fire us up. I mean, it is fire energy. So enjoy the Aries moon while you can, as the moon will drift into Taurus around 9.15 p.m. Pacific time today, Sunday. Okay. And then that eclipse energy will once again start revving up as we move towards the full moon, blood moon, lunar eclipse this Tuesday, November 8th. Yeah. Yeah, and to talk a little bit more about Mars and Aries, you know, Mars has not moved a single degree since our podcast last week. It has not moved at all. Last Sunday, Mars was at 25 degrees Gemini, and this Sunday, Mars is still at 25 degrees Gemini. Mm. If Mars was moving along at its usual clip, it would have moved about five degrees since last week, but uh. it's just chilling at the moment. And now it's going to start backtracking as well. You know, by this Wednesday, November 9th, it will finally budge a degree and it will move back to 24 degrees Gemini. And then once it's at 24 degrees Gemini, it's just going to hang out there for a little bit. Uh, it'll stay at 24 degrees Gemini for about five days. Again, Mars doesn't normally behave like this unless it's going through a retrograde phase like it is right now. And Mars retrogrades about once every two years. Mars will eventually move all the way back to 8 degrees Gemini. That won't be until January of next year, as Mars is retrograde for the rest of 2022, and it won't start moving direct again until it's either going to be January 12th or January 13th of 2023, depending on your time zone. So we'll have a little breather, at least. A little bit, yeah. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. And I was thinking about Aries energy a bit last night because I've been feeling more fired up the past couple of days than I have been in a while. And I'm giving the Aries moon full credit for that. And I was thinking about how Aries energy can oftentimes be given a hard time for being a bit angry or aggressive, you know, for being impatient, for speaking before it thinks. But Aries also represents what I call in-the-moment energy. Mm. Aries is present. Yes. It actually helps us stay in the present, which can be tricky to do <laughs> because all of us are in our minds. Especially if you're a water sign. Especially if you're a water sign, you bet. Uh, we're all in our minds so much, but I think that's why Aries emphasizes actions over thought because when we overthink things, now we're creating time and we're agonizing over either the past or the future, and that takes us out of the present moment. And in that regard, Aries actually understands, as well as any sign, that all we have in life is the present moment. That's where all our power lies. Just ask Eckhart Tolle, the, right. the power of now, in the present. So 
Hopefully you're enjoying some of this present moment energy this weekend for whatever it's worth. And I would encourage everyone to rest up a little Sunday evening if you can, because the week ahead of us has many astrological fireworks that are about to go off. And today's Sunday. But still stay in the moment. And still stay in the moment. Yeah, rest, stay in the moment. Don't think about those astrological fireworks. (laughs) Think about what's right in front of you. Watch watch some football or something. Uh, Today's Sunday, at least, the moon will be void of course from about 2.30 p.m. to 9.15 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, That's 5.30 p.m. until just after midnight on the East Coast. And when the moon is void, of course, that's a time to take it easy. You know, not rush or force the issue. That actually is a good time to rest, if you can, depending on your schedule. Uh, And again, that's happening from about 2.30 p.m. to 9.15 p.m. Pacific time. The moon will be void, of course, and hopefully that's your ticket to unwind a little bit. Now, the moon is going to be forming a cranky square with Pluto this afternoon, And Venus is forming an equally cranky square with Saturn tonight. This is for Sunday. So there could be some moodiness out there, some power struggles of varying severity, or there could be some tension in relationships because of that Venus-Saturn square. But none of that will compare to the eclipse energy we'll be experiencing on Tuesday. So if you are feeling a little uncomfortable today, maybe look at it as practice for (laughs) larger uncomfortableness we might be feeling later this week. All right, why not? Yeah, right, it's like a little warm-up, warm-up and uncomfortableness. All right, we'll be talking more about the full moon lunar, lunar eclipse shortly, but first I'd like to transition to the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. As I mentioned at the top, Almy is a Scorpio. She's been a Scorpio her entire life, and every week I like to ask Elmy a question or three to get her Scorpio take on life. Now, Elmy, as a Scorpio, we are just about halfway through Scorpio season. Mm. As a Scorpio, how has your Scorpio season been so far? My Scorpio season has been largely positive. There's been some, some of it feels like a whirlwind to me. I don't know if that's the nature of Scorpio season, Scorpio season, or if that's just my nature. It's been mostly good, though, mostly positive. Of course, my birthday is in late October with Halloween the next week, so there have been a lot of fun activities, lots of socializing. I would say largely it's been a good Scorpio season. How has it been for you? For me, it's I guess it's been the usual one. For me, it's it's I like Scorpio. I've I've said before it's my favorite sign. If I had to pick one, I, I do enjoy oh. Scorpio energy just because it's just it's interesting to me. It just has a lot of depth to it. It's just I oh. like the intrigue, the mystery about it. This Scorpio season, I guess it's just been right on par for me. I usually feel a little uncomfortable anytime. Well, anytime it's Scorpio season, sure, but really anytime it's a water sign we're dealing with. So mm-hmm. Pisces season, Cancer season, Scorpio season, mm-hmm. I tend to feel a little bit too much in my feels. Probably I don't have a lot of water in my chart to begin that's with. True. I think maybe that's a factor. True. So then it's like when we're in the these seasons where emotions and feelings kind of come to the forefront, I can feel a little bit like, whoa, I'm out of my element here. Hmm. But uh, again, as always, I like Scorpio season. It's great. It's, it's You have Halloween. I mean, that's everyone's new favorite <laughs> holiday, it seems, or, <laughs> yes. or has been their hol- favorite holiday for a while. But um, so yeah, it's going pretty good. Pretty good. Someone who's not having the best Scorpio season, of course, is Tom Brady. Oh. And fortunately, going through his divorce with Giselle. You know, Elmi, as a Scorpio, at the recording of this podcast, Tom Brady's about to suit up and play the L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. Who do you like in that game? Do you have the Tampa Bay Bradys or do you have the L.A. Rams winning that contest? I always want to root for Brady. I 
it's he's done so much. He's been so incredible. He's been such an astonishing example that if you work hard and you don't stop, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if no one picked you first. I can't not root for that, even yeah. though my home team is playing. As you know, though, as much as I love Los Angeles, I have very few connections to actual L.A. teams. I like the Dodgers. I like the Lakers. And that's kind of where it ends for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm still rooting for Brady here, and I blame everyone but Brady. I blame the coach. I blame Gronk for leaving. I blame the other teammates. The front office. Yeah. Yeah. Just everyone but Brady. I blame everyone but Brady. I feel like his mental game is strong, though I would not doubt if all of these issues with his home and his family and his wife and his divorce. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would be surprised if it weren't on his mind but yeah, i also think yeah. he, at this point he is so strong in this game that he is able to mentally separate it and i really think that if not for all of these other issues it would be interesting to see if gronk were still on the team if <laughs> the coaching were a little stronger if he were clicking better with the team this year would he be doing okay even with all of his personal issues i think he would yeah i really don't think it's as simple as he's getting divorced so he sucks at football and I don't think he sucks at football. That was, I'm just echoing what people are saying. This is definitely disappointing for Brady right now. Part of me thinks, though, it's going to make for an even better comeback. Hmm. Because there is only one person in the world who will never, ever give up on Tom Brady. And that is Tom Brady. So yeah. I think with Tom Brady taking care of Tom Brady, hmm. that's all we can hope for. No one yeah. else is going to lead Tom Brady. That's just not how it works anymore. I think he's just so far surpassed um be i think he is the team at yeah. this point so if he gets into it and i think he's got to dig deep and i think he will and we'll see what happens but it has been a little hard to watch it's like they'll have these incredible leads and they'll somehow just completely blow them at the last minute which is a reversal of what you'd find in a classic brady game where he always does that little magic at the end and pulls out on top. I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's like been the yeah, opposite that magic lately. Hasn't been there this year so it far. Hasn't. So, far. so yeah. we're hoping for a uh, a Christmas miracle, or if that if it's too soon for you, some people are very upset that Christmas is coming in early November. If it's too soon for you, then hope for a Scorpio miracle. Yeah, yeah, we'll Scorpio miracle. I like that. I've never heard that term before, but that's going to catch Let's on. Let's start a Scorpio it. miracle. Let's start it because Scorpios are crafty. Yeah. Scorpios find a way out. So from now on, if you are looking into a pit of despair, then just hope for a Scorpio miracle. Channel some Scorpio energy. Who knows what could happen? A Scorpio miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> yes. Now that's a sequel I would love to see. We'll work on it. We'll yeah. work on it. All right, Elmi. Well, thank you as always for sharing. That concludes the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. And we'll see what Almy's thinking next week. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So uh, as far as this upcoming week goes, let's take a look at Monday. Monday, November 7th is looking fairly clear. We'll still be dealing with that Venus-Saturn square that I mentioned, which is going to kick in late Sunday night, and then it'll carry over into Monday. And that square could bring some moodiness or crabbiness to relationships and also to business dealings. The moon will be in Taurus, so there's a decent chance we will be doing some business dealings on Monday or working with financial-related things as that's the 
domain of Taurus. Now, the Taurus moon likes to take things at its own pace. It doesn't like to be rushed. It doesn't like to have to make snap judgment decisions. So hopefully we'll be feeling some of that easygoing energy on Monday. Mm. Of course, we're building up to a full moon lunar eclipse on Tuesday, which will be exact at 3.02 a.m. Pacific time. That's Tuesday, November 8th. So this particular Taurus moon is probably going to have some surprises thrown at it. And a Taurus moon does not like unpredictability. So even though it's going to try its best, the Taurus moon might not have the stabilizing effect on things that it normally does. And the big event this week, one of the biggest events of the year, is the lunar eclipse full moon on Tuesday. And it's happening at 16 degrees. And what that means is the Scorpio sun will be at 16 degrees at the time of the eclipse. And the Taurus moon will also be at 16 degrees. If you have planets in your chart that are at 16 degrees Scorpio or 16 degrees Taurus or within a few degrees of 16 one way or the other, you might feel this eclipse more strongly. Or if you have planets at 16 degrees in any of the fixed signs, so that would add Leo and Aquarius into the mix, you might feel this one, this particular eclipse, big time as well. Mm. I have Saturn at 16 degrees Leo, so mm. we'll see how I come out on this whole thing. Uranus will be in the mix with this full moon lunar eclipse as well. Mm. Uranus will be at 16 degrees Taurus at the time of the eclipse. So Uranus will be active as well, and that could bring some more surprises. Or yeah, least... I was going to say, Uranus is always a wild card, right? It is a wild card. It is the, the wheel of fortune in the tarot deck. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get with Uranus. Because Uranus is involved with this eclipse, that could bring some real shakeups, uh, some rebelliousness. But also breakthroughs, you know, innovative ways of doing things, coming up with new solutions. Anytime you mention Uranus, you can also think Aquarius because Uranus rules Aquarius. So it's Aquarian energy, you know. So the last thing I want to mention about this blood moon, full moon, lunar eclipse is that the north node is also being pulled into this. The north node is at 13 degrees Taurus. So the north node is not at 16 degrees. It's a few degrees away, but it's still close enough to have some potency. And the north node represents where we are heading, where we're heading both as the collective, but also on an individual level. So there could be a new path that's chartered, or we find ourselves on a new career path, or some sort of new adventure. Mm. You know, the north node also represents the scary stuff of life where we might encounter situations that we've never dealt with before. And it's our destiny to deal with these challenges. You know, we're supposed to be having these challenges, but sometimes you really have to have a lot of faith and trust to be able to move through them mm. because the North Node can represent the great beyond. And it can be a little scary out there because it's this uncharted territory. It's, it's getting out of our comfort zone. It's mm. like what we're meant to be moving towards in this lifetime, but we also don't necessarily have any tools or resources from previous lives to bring into it to help us deal with it now. So we're really going into these challenges fresh. Mm. So Scorpio miracle. Scorpio miracle. Yeah, be pulling for those Scorpio miracles this week. If you feel it, you might not even feel any of this. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. That's, that is something to always bear in mind. Right. We're yeah. not, we can't predict the future. And also we don't know who you are individually. Yeah. So it's not ever like a one size fits all thing. These are just some suggestions. These are guideposts. Yeah. And we don't want to scare anybody. 
Yeah, usually with these things, what you're looking at or what I look at are, are certain pressure points when certain events are happening mm. with the planets where it's like you might want to be on the lookout for this change to happen, that change to happen, like around this time. But ever like trying to predict the future, ever getting super specific about stuff, I don't think astrology is meant to be used for that anyway. Great pressure points. I yeah. like that. That's a good, yeah. But it's just like, hey, there's this this day or this week could be pretty wacky. So, you know, wear, wear your helmet, wear your seatbelt, <laughs> whatever it is to try to get through it. And again, depending on where the planets are when you were born, you might actually jive with this energy. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone mm-hmm. else is kind of freaking out around you, but you're like, well, I, I'm covered in my chart. I'm, I'm meant, you know, to, to deal with this. So it's exactly. not a big deal we're for me. Exactly. We're not trying to scare anyone and you may be fine with it and just wanted to put that out there every now and then i just like to throw that little disclaimer out there um but i think you summed it up brilliantly pressure points i have not heard it described that way before so i really that's a good one yeah i'm just gonna use that term all the time so we got some more pressure points coming up this week now um but you know there is of course a lot of hype attached to this lunar eclipse full moon And if this if this was just a good old fashioned quote unquote regular full moon we were going to be dealing with on Tuesday, you know, you can still do all the usual things you might do for a full moon. A lot of people like to release things. You know, they say release the stuff that no longer serves you when there's a full moon. Check in with yourself. See where you feel balanced in your life. See where you feel out of balance and where you might want to fine-tune some things. Because this uh, full moon's happening in Taurus, Taurus represents our possessions. It represents the material mm-hmm. things in life. Can I see it? Can I hold it? Can I put it in my pocket? It mm-hmm. represents that stuff. And you might feel the need to breathe some fresh air into your living space. Maybe you want to get a new couch. Maybe you want to mm-hmm. just move the furniture around or whatever it might be. You know, a Taurus moon also wants us to feel abundant. Taurus energy does not like lack. It likes to be surrounded by comfort, mm-hmm. uh, even if that means just going to the grocery store and stocking up your fridge. You know, Taurus loves a mm-hmm. full refrigerator, <laughs> but try to bring some abundance into your life on Tuesday, especially if by chance it does end up being a stormy, wacky day, as it most likely will be. But again, we don't know for sure. We'll just have to see how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's through Tuesday. And then Wednesday definitely will be an eclipse hangover day. (laughs) I don't know if that's an excuse your boss will accept to get out of work, but you can try it. Say, hey, I just can't get going today. We had an eclipse. Uh, You can try it. But um, also on Wednesday, the sun is going to oppose Uranus. So Uranus is is playing a role in the eclipse on Tuesday, and then it's going to be back in the swing of things on Wednesday, this time opposing the sun. And that's more unpredictable energy, sort of impulsive energy, uh, radical thinking, that kind of stuff. Very unpredictable energy on Wednesday. Also, Wednesday, Mercury is going to square Saturn. So that can make our just our communications, our conversations feel a little strained, perhaps. Saturn tends to bring a weight to things, a heaviness to things. So people might seem a little cold, a little distanced, uh, that kind of stuff. So Wednesday, you know, the energy isn't really dissipating. Usually after the eclipse, it's say, you know, Wednesday, it's going to start calming down. But not really. It's still just kind of staying up there at this high, you know, electric level. Mm. Even into Thursday, by Thursday, the moon's going to be in Gemini. So all of our minds will be working overtime. You know, Gemini is fast, fast, fast. And, um, you know, the Gemini moon... Um, 
is not going to be having the best go of things either on its particular stay because it's going to be forming um, difficult aspects with the sun, with Mercury. Um, it is going to form a nice aspect with Saturn on Thursday. So Thursday, November 10th of this week might be the best day to try to get things done because the energy is really fluctuating throughout the week. It's, and again, I like to use the word electric. I don't know if I'm doing this correctly, but electricity has currents, right? So you have mm -hmm. these like pops and you have these peaks and valleys, right? It's not like this linear flatline thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying this week looks so electric is because mm -hmm. you look at the planets and once you have like an aspect where it looks, looks like it's smooth sailing, a couple hours later you have a, an aspect that's really tricky and, and might throw you off your game. So a lot of ups and downs this coming week, really a lot of highs and lows. And because we're in Scorpio season, we are feeling things more strongly than we might mm -hmm. be feeling the rest of the year. That's a good reminder. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to want to try to keep some perspective too. I mean, there might mm -hmm. be some serious stuff we have to deal with. But then the other thing is, are we bringing more seriousness to this than is needed? Are we, are we bringing mm -hmm. a sort of a, a gloomy or not necessarily seeing the best in mm -hmm. things. Sometimes mm -hmm. that can be a Scorpio tendency is to kind of brace mm -hmm. for brace for the worst. But what about the best? So mm -hmm. try to just kind of keep that frame of mind too. Maybe these things are happening that will eventually put us in a better place. It's a good reminder. Yeah. Friday, November 11th, the moon will continue to be in Gemini. The energy out there should still be at a fairly frenetic pace. Things moving around you very quickly. People driving too fast. A lot of communications. Hearing from people. It can be fun, too. I mean, you're probably going to be hearing from people you haven't heard from in a while with this Gemini moon. So that's fun, too. Uh, another downer kind of an aspect on Friday, November 11th, is that the sun is going to form a square with Saturn. And as I just kind of mentioned with the Saturn-Mercury thing, that Saturn can bring a heaviness to things and just kind of a dour sort of energy. So we might be feeling not at our peppiest on Friday. We might not be feeling like we're looking in the mirror and flexing our muscles kind of energy. We might be questioning our muscles on Friday. Should my muscles be bigger? Do I need to tone more? You know, <laughs> Saturn kind of has that taking a very serious look at things, a critical look. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be about what you look like in the mirror, but just any part of your life where maybe needs some work, some fine tuning, even if that's your finances, if it's like your career, might be kind of looking at that stuff on Friday. So we'll see. I mean, things will finally, if I had to say when are things going to finally settle down from this particular pressure point, as we we're talking about pressure <laughs> points, I would say look to Saturday, November 12th. By that time, the moon will be in Cancer, and Cancer does like to move at a slower pace. It, it can't keep up with Gemini in that regard. Cancer likes to, you know, it's all about the home, likes to stay home sometimes, and just, you know, it can be very happy just in, in its kitchen, you know, baking some bread or whatever. It's very nice Cancer moon activity. So November 12th, unwind with uh, some bread making, I Sounds guess. Sounds good. Yeah. But anyway, that's what we're looking at. Um, thank you, as always, for listening. I'm very curious to see how this week plays out. There's a lot of potential for just about everything to happen. Okay. So, so that means good things Good as things well. as well. Yeah. Good things as well. A lot okay. of shakeups, though. So don't be surprised to be surprised. Mm. That made no sense, but no, that that works. There, you know, maybe anticipate some some surprises and some inconveniences this week as well. But again, hopefully, they will be of the positive nature as well. Um, so, thanks for listening. We love you, and I believe Almy is going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. We are. We're going to take three deep breaths in and three deep breaths out. It's how we like to close our podcast, and I think it's a good opportunity to just sort of reset. So, take a moment now to sit or lie down in a comfortable position. I'll give you just a moment to get settled in.
And if you would like to close your eyes, you can do so now. And together, let's take that slow, deep breath in and release. Deep breath in and deep breath out. Last one, slow, deep breath in and deep breath out. And release any tension you may still be carrying, like in your jaw, in your forehead, in your shoulders. Just let it all out. As always, we thank you so much for listening. We thank you for your support. You can follow us on Instagram at Something About Astrology or on TikTok at Something About Astrology underscore. And we will talk to you again soon.